All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome to Invest Wisely. Our expert is Walt Sokera. He is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron, also offices in Washington, Pennsylvania. They're a company that invests their clients' money in individually-owned portfolios of individually-owned stocks, custom-made to each client's needs and desires. We'll talk this half hour about, about the stock market, about what's hot, what's not. Any questions you have for Walt Secure, tapping his expertise of more than 30 years of doing this, give us a call at 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron, toll-free 800-669-4100, including those listening on WNIR.com. Well, Walt, last week the market was a, a lot like a sailing on Lake Erie on a windy day. It's kind of choppy, uh, although the optimists raised their head once again on Friday and and they seem to be indefatigable, if that's a word, uh, in, their, in their outlook and on, on, the, on the bull market. How did you see the market last week? Yeah, Bob, that's well said. Um, you know, the market snapped a hot streak. Um, you know, we had a couple solid weeks there, and uh, we saw some consolidation activity and some news the market didn't really like on taxes. Uh, so last week we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Index uh, closed off 157 points for the week, off about a half a percent. Uh, Year-to-date, that Dow Jones Industrial Average is at 11.2%. Uh, the S&P 500 closed off five points, about 0.1% down, and pretty close to the Dow now. The S&P 500 index is at 11.3%. So those two indexes are uh, running pretty close together. Uh, the NASDAQ index was off 0.3%, off about 35 points. Year-to-date at 8.8%. And the Russell 2000, again, which measures those small mid-cap stocks, uh, was up 0.4% for the week. So got a little gain, up about nine points for the week. And those small mid-cap stocks are up 15%. So that's really where the performance has come this year uh, if you're looking at the market. Um, again, you know, a lot to look at, Bob. A um, lot of different opinions out there. Uh, but again, a week that uh, you know, the market kind of took a little bit of a pause and uh, just just kind of went sideways. And of course, everybody wants to know where the market's going to go. The uh, bulls say there's a good case for the market to continue to be hot. The bears say there's equally good case for the market to be falling back. And of course, the burden of proof uh, lies on either side to uh, to make enough evidence that could prove their case. Now, what evidence do you see from both bills and bulls and the bears as to what might be happening here as we reach the end of uh, April? I think the bulls have a lot more evidence, Bob. I mean, if you look at it, you know, I, I just making a list uh, coming in today's show of positives, you know, interest rates remain low. Um, as we talked about, you know, the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, and all the chairmen's there, you know, all the Federal Reserve Board is very uh, committed to maintaining an ultra-easy policy stance. 
um, you know, through lower rates and also through asset repurchase uh, type of programs. The COVID vaccines, uh, you know, that are granted emergency use are getting out there. We got 40% of the population now with at least one shot, 25% fully vaccinated. Uh, we have $5 trillion of stimulus that was put out there in the market for people to use and spend and keep things moving forward. Uh, we got a labor market that's gaining momentum. Uh, unemployment's falling. Uh, you know, we, we see a $2 trillion infrastructure bill out there uh, that will have a trickling effect on the economy. We see earnings estimates coming in very strong with a lot of companies and a lot of estimates being raised. Uh, we see a huge pent-up. Uh, spending potential. People have a lot of money. Uh, credit quality is getting better. People are paying down debt. Uh, home prices are, you know, very strong and, and increasing. And you know, the housing market still shows some uh, real strength. Uh, any pullback in the stock market, as you said, gets bought right back up. You know, we see a bad day, and uh, it seems like everybody just kind of flows back in and wants to buy off any bad day. And you know, that's probably because there's over $4 trillion sitting in money market funds that have missed the market run-up that need to be put back in at some point. So I think the bears, you know, are pointing to things like inflation, um, you know, the Fed being way too accommodative, uh, this social experiment that we went on where we've never shut uh, the economy down before and what the long-term impacts so of that will be. Um, you know, they, you know, anything uh, as far as COVID variants or... Um, you know, tax rates that might be, you know, uh, restrictive and, and, and cause some slowdown. So I think a lot of the bears are pointing to things that may happen, and I, I think the bulls are pointing to a lot of things that are happening. So I think that's the difference right now and probably why this market continues to push forward. Well, author Harry S. Dent Jr. is an author and a financial editor. He wrote books like The Great Boom Ahead and The Spending Waves and others. You actually worked with uh, Mr. Dent in your career. And recently, Harry Dent uh, just said the stock market, it will collapse by June. What was Harry's uh, evidence of proof? You know, you know, Harry is an interesting guy. I learned a lot from him. Um, I always admired his mind. You know, Harry's a a Harvard MBA guy, a Baker Scholar, uh, part of the Century Club. He's, he said, a world-renowned author, speaker. I uh, had an opportunity to work with him for about uh, eight years, and I learned a lot from Harry. I, again, I, I liked his research. He did a lot of great research. Didn't always agree with opinions, and that's what we do here, Bob. You know, um, I just learned long ago that no matter how smart somebody is, you know, look at look at their work, uh, respect the work, but. Again, you have to use your own mind and your own, uh, you know, your own intellect. And uh, at the end of the day, when you're in charge of people's money, you have to make those decisions. But you know, Harry sees a lot of negativity. He's he's kind of on the doomsday, uh, you know, kind of uh, predictions now, saying that you know earnings aren't real, GDP isn't real, interest rates are, you know, uh, not not shouldn't be at these levels. We have super high valuations, and he's calling for a huge correction in the market and. Um, you know, so you see these predictions out there, and um, again, some some of the thought processes, you know, you can take a look at, but again, I don't necessarily agree with the with the uh, the outcome right now. Uh, but we'll pay attention. You know, when you think about it, a forty percent drop isn't uncommon. You know, most bear markets uh, last about twenty two months in duration, and and are down about forty two percent on average. So. You know, a 40% correction isn't something that's unbelievable. Um, so, again, just kind of keeping things in perspective. And people need to keep, as we say, thinking about their risk level and, and what risk they're willing to take. A lot of people have expanded their risk tolerance 
uh, with everything going up, and this might be a good point in time to check it a little bit and make sure you got the proper amount of risk in your portfolio. Now, Harry Dent, uh, when you worked with him, uh, he also looks at some some data that uh, he considers very important that sometimes people overlook. Uh, and you start looking at that data, too, since you've known him. Well, what is that data? What is the kind of things that Harry Dent sees and that you look for that other people usually don't? I think one of the things I learned from Harry, Bob, uh, was the importance of demographic information. You know, demographic waves are extremely important. He did a tremendous amount of research with demographics. And um, I consistently look at this type of data, and it's really interesting if you look at the demographic, the cohorts, the generations moving through the economy right now. Um, you know, we have a lot of baby boomers that are kind of driving this economy and have been driving it for a long time. You know, when you look at the most common ages in the United States right now, uh, the number one age group, the largest, is 45 to 49. Number two is 50 to 54. But that starts to really change, uh, you know, as you move forward. You're going to see really those 30 to 34-year-olds by 2025, um, 35 to 39-year-olds, 40 to 44-year-olds in 2030. You're going to see younger ages start to come back up through and, and really have more impact on the economy. So when you think about the life cycle of a consumer and how we spend, which is pretty predictable, um, you know, yes, people have put out maybe getting, you know, put off getting married or starting families or buying homes, uh, some of the younger generations for a few years down the road, but those things probably will come back. So you got to look at these trends. And again, a lot of that plays into how you formulate your investment thesis and how you invest in a client's portfolios as, as we move forward. Another topic is inflation that people are still concerned about. Even Jerome Powell of the Fed uh, terms our inflation that we're seeing now transitory, uh, which is, of course, uh, all our lives are transitory to a certain extent. But what are your thoughts about inflation right now? There is inflation concerns. Uh, the supply chain problems that we see are definitely there. You know, when you shut things down, uh, like, you know, the governments have done around the world, um, it's hard to turn things back on, and, you know, we see a lot of impacts, especially in the supply chain. Uh, when you look at commodities, you know, things like lumber up 300%, corn up 70%, aluminum up 56%, oil up 89%. Now, Jerome Powell is calling these transitory uh, moves. In other words, you know, they're, they're things that will happen as things shift back to reopening and they should settle back down, but... It'll be interesting to see, and and again, I think everybody is bracing for a little bit higher inflation uh, as we move forward. And Bob, we've talked about that the last few weeks. You know how that may impact the economy and and ultimately the stock market. The other issue that people talk about is uh, what affected the early part of the market this uh, past week: taxes. As a uh, word is coming out about the tax increases that the administration is putting forth to, to pay for these proposed uh, infrastructure programs. Again, the bill has to come due at some point, and people are going to get what they pay for. But right now, what are your thoughts about about taxes? What will really happen with them, and what do you think the impact they'll have on the market? Well, they're going to go higher. Um, it's just which ones. And again, I think there was some talk this week about. Uh, the capital gains rate on on higher age earners, uh, you know, being raised up to uh, the highest rate, uh, which would have a marginal impact of maybe about forty three percent. I think the other ones that are troubling and worrying, especially to you know higher income and and wealthier individuals, are uh, the estate tax exemption. Maybe slashing that. I mean, there's talks of that that exemption right now sits at eleven point seven million, slashing it down to maybe five point five million. 
uh, potentially uh, the elimination of the step-up in basis, cost basis rule, which is very important in estate planning. Um, if these things happen, they'd have considerable impact. So, um, you know, a lot to pay attention to. Nothing's, you know, for, cer- for cer- certain yet, Bob. we got to wait and see. Uh, we might see on Wednesday what this is going to look like a little bit. And like we said, then there'll be a lot of uh, posturing and positioning and compromise and, uh, you know, before they can probably get something through. I think this uh, Democratic-led Congress and, and Senate and, uh, you know, also White House realizes there's a midterm election coming up in two years. So, you know, even though they have a big agenda, they want to make sure they do it in a measured way and, uh, they can continue to keep the majority even through those midterm elections. So they'll be compromised. Talking to Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron. You can talk to him right now at 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100. Talk about trends and insights. Now, Walt, you do a lot of weekly research and, and you're reading, and, of course, you get a lot of information from the Baird Private Wealth Management uh, Group you're affiliated with and the other sources, too, that you have looked at over your career and, and right now. Let's talk about some of the items that you looked at last week that uh, you'd like to share with our audience. Yeah, well, I ran into a study from the Employee Benefit Research Institute. Um, they said that, you know, retirement optimism is extremely high, um, 72%. Uh, workers right now are very confident in their ability uh, to to retire and live comfortably. Uh, that's at the highest levels ever. I'm sure it has a lot to do with retirement accounts. Uh, the values are very uh, inflated. We've had a really good market, so anybody that's been you know in 401ks or uh, you know 403bs or any type of retirement uh, type of investment, IRAs, has probably seen those values reach some new highs, and that, that increases confidence. And also home values, you know, uh, really a lot of people are probably looking at their home and feeling they have a, a pretty significant asset there that could be used, maybe even sold, and, you know, help live a, a proper retirement. So confidence is high. And, uh, you know, again, to keep that in mind because, you know, people's confidence uh, really impacts the way they feel about investing. And, if we did have a sell-off or a drop-down, I'm sure that confidence level would change quite dramatically. So uh, something to think about. Uh, the other trend that we saw last week is just this huge divide in home entertainment, Bob. Um, you know, when you look at younger generations, it was uh, pretty interesting. Um, Deloitte did a study, and they looked. And uh, just looking at the importance of gaming and music and you know, other types of media, um, it's, you know, TV is just continuing to drop. Uh, and its significance in some of the younger generations. And, again, those trends are important, as we talked about a little bit earlier in the show. You know, uh, we see younger generations are going to be more significant as as we move forward. And, uh, you know, some new technologies and new opportunities, you might have to think a little bit differently about that industry and that sector and how to, how to benefit uh, as far as investments go. And indeed, just this past week, a story about uh, the Nielsen Rating Company. Uh, overall, in the pandemic last year, uh, the ratings for television stations and television channels went down uh, to the point where the industry, the TV industry, is is, is uh, questioning that with, with with Nielsen. They're saying, well, how can that be when everybody was at home? And Nielsen is coming back saying, no, this is the truth. You know, people are not watching traditional television as much as they were, but they are watching things that appear on that screen, out of streaming, and the other sources that they're having uh, access to entertainment now. So it's, a, again, a very major trend. And I think folks that uh, listen to what you're saying about this and also think for themselves about long-term investment success, as you always encourage them to do, we'll see some of those areas that, that uh, will be the areas of the future, and the future basically is now. 
That's correct, Bob. Yeah, absolutely good point. And, uh, yeah, we've changed a lot, and our everything does continue to change. And, I, you know, what you knew uh, 10 years ago or five years ago, you got to keep testing those uh, those assumptions and those beliefs and making sure that you have the proper outlook as you move forward. So let's go to Stock Talk now with Walt Secure. And, again, it's your chance out there to talk to Walt about individual stocks that you were interested in or companies that you've heard about that you think might be might be something to invest in. Give us a call with those questions at 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron or listening on WNR.com from anywhere, you can call us toll-free at 800-669-4100. So airline stocks, many of them reported last week, like United, American, Southwest. Uh, Walt, what did you see in those airline stock reports and does it continue to uh, support your belief that uh, the industry will recover yeah bob we still see struggles uh, but we see optimism uh you know a lot of these airlines uh, united uh you know even though they're burning still about nine million dollars of cash per day that's down from a 19 million dollar per day uh the prior quarter uh they they see a path to profitability um i think that's what we're seeing a lot of these companies start to feel that uh, the uh, trends are starting to come back. The, the airline traffic starting to come back. Um, I, I think the biggest biggest concern is business travel and international travel, where other parts of the world still have some pretty serious restrictions on travel. Um, so this will be, you know, a, not a clear, simple recovery, but you, you do see some pretty good reports. Um, Southwest Airlines was one of the major carriers that actually turned a corner and became the first one to to post a, a, a profit of $0.19 cents per share. Um, so, again, they're a domestic carrier, though. Keep in mind that they're the largest domestic carrier. So, uh, we, you know, kind of supports the thesis of where we went and in our thought process. And, uh, you know, as we said, we bought JetBlue and our small mid-cap portfolio, buy, which, again, relies a lot on uh, domestic travel and passenger travel, uh, people vacationing as well. Uh, but again, this this is a trend that's positive to see, and it supports the narrative of the recovery, which we've been talking about. Another stock that reported last week, uh, which has on a lot of people's tongues lately, is Johnson & Johnson. Of course, they have their difficulties with their single-dose COVID-19 vaccine, but uh, that all rolled into this report. Uh, what does Johnson & Johnson look like right now, and is this continuing to be one of your core equity portfolio holdings? It is, Bob, and you have to remember Johnson & Johnson is one of the largest and most diverse healthcare companies in the world. You know, three divisions, uh, pharmaceutical, medical devices, diagnostics, and also they, they sell to the consumer, uh, you know, products like Tylenol. Uh, so even though the COVID vaccine, you know, had that little bit of a disruption, uh, everybody believes it'll come, you know, back to market pretty quickly, that it'll be given again, maybe with some... Uh, you know, cautions or restrictions for certain types of uh, individuals uh, uh, that, uh, especially the blood clotting issue. But Johnson & Johnson's a powerful company, uh, you know, a healthcare company that we still favor. It pays a solid dividend. And, uh, you know, we don't see it uh, leaving our, our core equity portfolio at the time. Um, but, uh, again, a company that I think as you think about healthcare and the importance of it uh, will be at the center of those issues for, for a long period of time. Intel, another holding in your core equity portfolio. They're the computer chip people. They also reported their results. Now, we know there is a shortage of microprocessors right now all across the world. Uh, what did Intel have to say about their results and their prospects for the future? Yeah, I think, Bob, they're positive about their prospects. They struggled a little bit. You know, as we said, they have a new CEO uh, in, and he's trying to change the culture and the company around a little bit. 
Um, they're going to do something different where they're going to make chips for other companies, um, which we talked about. They're two large fabrication, uh, you know, the, uh, places that they're going to set up out in Arizona. Uh, but if you look at this company, again, they're a world leader in, in a lot of things that have to do with the Internet and uh, security and safety and cloud computing. Uh, the microprocessors have always been state-of-the-art. For the quarter, they were off um, a little bit. They they were down 1% in revenue and uh, down 1% in profits. Um, but overall, again, a company that pays a pretty strong dividend and I think has pretty good outlooks if, you get, if you're an investor. If you think three to five years out, I think Intel still uh, has some promise here. Once again, on Stock Talk, you're invited to call and talk to Walt Secure, ask him questions about stocks that are of interest to you at 330-673-1234 and 800-669-4100. Uh, newer holding in your small cap portfolio is Pool Corp. Uh, they uh, broke out last week after some good results and a very strong outlook for the rest of the year. Uh, tell us about Pool Corp. Well, Pool Corp, Bob, is the largest wholesale distributor of swimming pool and related outdoor living products uh, in North America, uh, 395 sales centers. Um, uh, they sell over 200,000 national brands. Um, when you think about pool maintenance, uh, people with swing pools, chemicals, supplies, repair parts, when you think of pool construction and renovation, you know, things like pumps, filters, heaters, uh, surfacing material, uh, tile, uh, decking equipment, uh, irrigation-type products, um, and also outdoor living, things like lighting, grills, outdoor co- uh, kitchen components. And uh, this company has done really well. If you look at their last quarter, revenues were up 57%. Uh, they did over a billion, uh, 60 from $677 million the year prior. Earnings were at up 227%, uh, $232 a share versus $0.71. Cents. And if you look back over the past few quarters, you see incredible momentum. Uh, people are putting money into to home living, you know, and, and a, a little luxury like a pool uh, means a lot more to people if they don't want to venture out and go to public pools and things of that nature. So uh, we're seeing a real kind of uh, burst in certain, uh, you know, products uh, and, and, you know, leisure industries like, like Pool Corp. Um, so a company we're glad we have in the small mid-cap portfolio and uh, one we'll probably keep in there for a while. Uh, other stocks that you don't own but reported last week included uh, Netflix, uh, Chipotle, Mexican Grill, Snap Incorporated. Did any of those results uh, catch your eye? Yeah, you know, Bob, all good results. Um, you know, uh, Netflix was up 24% in revenue, um, 139% in earnings. Uh, Chipotle up 23% in revenue, 74% in earnings. Um, Snapchat, again, the, the social media platform there, up 66% revenue, 113% in earnings. Um, all companies that seem to be hitting on, you know, all cylinders, uh, valuations on all these seem a little bit high for us. Um, but, again, all good companies. And if you're a long-term investor, you know, they all seem to be doing, the, the you know, very good things. So uh, if you look out over, again, that five-, seven-year period, you know, these companies will probably be, uh, good long-term stocks, but again, they're just a little bit pricey for us at this stage. Let's take a call now for Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Pennsylvania. You're on WNIR. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Uh, Walt, I was looking in the uh, insider trading chart, uh, all the insiders buying and selling, <clears throat> and uh, I don't know how much weight you put in that, but uh, there's one there that uh, PHX Minerals, symbol PHX, and uh, I know it's nothing you guys 
with the quality you would follow or anything, but there's a lot of insiders uh, buying, and I wondered, do you follow that much? Do you put much credence in the in those in that activity? Um, insider buying and selling sometimes can can be uh, you know something to pay attention to. It depends, as you said, on the specific company. Um, you know, can, of course, a lot of you know um, executives and owners and, and directors you know sell stock just because it's the way they. Uh, raise some cash for living expenses or things that they want to do. But when you see a lot of buying, that's always a good sign. I mean, it, it might indicate that there's something, you know, uh, that might happen and uh, at the company or might be happening that, uh, you know, investors should take notice of. So I think that's the trend I'd pay more attention to is, you know, uh, many or a few uh, insiders actually coming in and buying the stock, uh, you know, prior to maybe a run-up. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for calling. I do believe that was, if that was Ken, uh, he's one of our very astute callers, too. Last week, you talked about Kimberly Clark, and he was looking to see a, a shortfall in their reports, and they did indeed see that on Friday and thought that might be a buying opportunity. Now, you hold Kimberly Clark in your Empowering Women diversity portfolio. Do uh, you want to buy more now, or what do you think? Yeah, you know, Ken was right on the money. Um, you know, that stock did trade off at the end of the week. They had a uh, you know, a report that basically showed, you know, some weakness. A lot of it had to do with, uh, you know, the fact that there was a pandemic-induced, uh, you know, purchasing last year. They saw declines, a 14% drop in consumer tissue. Um, you know, so again, they, you know, Ken was right on the money, Bob, and that stock did sell off quite a bit last week. It was off about almost 6% on Friday. And I think almost 7% on the week. And, uh, yeah, looks a lot more attractive than it did before. Again, good long-term stock. Um, you know, when you look at the brands this company has, they're some of the best. The uh, Huggies, Pull-Ups, Kotex, uh, Depends, Kleenex, Cottonelle. Uh, they also own a, a firm, KC Professionals, which partners with businesses uh, to provide safety and sanitary products for the workplace. So, again, uh, Ken's pretty astute. So, uh, you know, we thank him for that little insight last week. Oh, we're also talking uh, about your company and how the AKW Group works with its clients. And uh, you also work with clients on a multi-generational basis with families that are not just concerned about right now, but about uh, their progeny and the the future ahead for other members of the family. Uh, Tell us a bit about this insight and uh, how you work with these families. Well, Bob, you know, one thing that we've been reminded of as we've seen people get older with our client base is, you know, we work with a lot of people that are able to do a lot of their investing and uh, do a lot of their own decision-making. But as they become older, they start to worry if they're going to be able to continue to do that, if they want to do that, um, if they have to, you know, think about other family members like their spouse or kids. Um, So it's really important to have a plan, and that's where, you know, we can come into play a lot of times is to work with somebody that, you know, has the knowledge but wants to give us some money to see how we do it so that someday they can feel confident if that money switches over to us and we have to help their family. Uh, So we just kind of put that out there. We've seen that happen a couple times this last year, and it's something that uh, we want people to know we're willing to do. Once again, Walt Sakara with the AKW Group here in Akron. They're in Fairlawn at 3560 West Market. Their local phone number is 234-466-7476. Their Washington, Pennsylvania office near Pittsburgh with Sue Marshall in charge there. Their phone number is 412-480-5090. Quick, Walt, what do you think about next week? Uh, next week we're going to do what we do, Bob, every day. So we're going to stay after it.
Excellent. Walt Secura, the AKW Group, 234-466-7476. Tell me you heard him on WNIR. Kent Akron. Talk to you next week, Walt. Have a good one. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. American Airlines Group, Inc., symbol AAL. Chipotle Mexican Grill, Inc., symbol CMG. Intel Corporation, symbol INTC. JetBlue Airways, symbol JBLU. Johnson & Johnson, symbol JNJ. Kimberly Clark Corporation, symbol KMB. Southwest Airlines, symbol LUV. Netflix Inc., symbol NFLX. Pool Corporation, symbol POOL. Snap Inc., symbol SNAP. And United Continental Holdings Inc., symbol UAL. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by United Continental Holding Inc., symbol UAL, for non-investment banking security-related services in the past 12 months.